0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise and. Here's st- we'll start with this story. We're talking about trust as a workplace currency. Now, have you heard of an employer who puts a CCTV in his office to monitor the activities of his staff when he's not around? Yes. Or, or the head of department encourages his people to come to his office to tell him all the latest gossip about their colleagues so he'll know what's going on in their lives? Or even the CEO who sits down with his C-suite, uh, minus one, and jokes and laughs about the dressing, lifestyle, and personal lives of certain colourful people in his organisation? And do you think this is extreme? These are all cases that happen in Malaysia. Are they the norm? We hope not, because these uh, are sure the f- fire ways to destroy trust and reduce performance. So, trust employees is directly connected with their performance. And research by a forum over ten years find that organisations which put priority on trust have the following advantages: 16% greater profit margin, 18% greater productivity, 2.6 times the earning per share growth of less trusting companies. So, it is the last Monday of the month, and we have. Huge Human Equation founder Sheila Singham on uh, our Tools of a Transformation series to discuss why trust is a workplace currency that is much valued and manifested through employee behaviours. Oh, so awesome. welcome, Sheila. Thank and you. I know those stories you gave me are real-life, yeah. They're real. They're real. These They're are real. these are pe- these are stories you've heard of yes. firsthand. Yes. Okay. When you talk about workplace currency, what do you mean when you say that trust is a workplace currency?
1: Okay. Currency here is defined in terms of a resource you give in exchange for what you want. Usually, when you want to buy a product or service, you give currency and you get it right. Mm. So when we want to influence people uh, to get something from them, we have to look at the currencies they want in. Return for uh, giving mm. us what we want. Now, this is a theory that Alan Cohen and David Bradford came up with in their book *Influence Without Authority*. So they po- pointed out that money is not necessarily the necessarily the only currency that people want. Uh, a lot of times, uh, some of the currencies we can use to influence people in the workplace are uh, things like and uh, intangible things like non-material currencies like recognition. Enhance reputation, acceptance, involvement in company decisions, and all that, a sense of ownership, legacy. Like when you tell someone, if you do this, you're leaving behind a legacy. Mm. You know, challenge. Some people love challenge, growth, and and all these other things. So, you can, if you go to someone and you say, look, do this, and you know, you get that in return. One of the things that we can start doing is to give people trust. And when we give people trust, what we can usually expect is to get trust in return. Mm. Now, some people say, uh, no, 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 you just can't trust human beings. They're all out to cheat you. So, what you project is, what you perceive is what you project. You know, if you give mistrust, you're going to get mistrust. I'm not saying that every time you give trust, everybody is going to react the same Mm. way. There will be still people there who will be doing stuff. So, in cases like that, then you got to use another HR procedures and policies to deal with them uh. mm. but if you're going forward into the, the the attitude of you know people can't be trusted then people will then make that a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah okay so when you give people trust um you get trust in return mm. in the in the in the large cases that I've seen when when you you, you put someone faith in someone they usually fulfill that right uh, so it's not just I trust you, saying I trust you, is how you act, how you behave. Hmm. Because when you put trust, then the currency you give, you give trust. What you get in return is employee loyalty, more engagement, more collaboration, an atmosphere that's free of fear. So people are more willing to speak up, give new ideas, you know, so you get innovation coming up. Um, You have productivity. People are happier. Hmm. The fact is that people who are happier in a workplace environment will actually... Don't, they don't mind working yeah. longer hours, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, and then they give you more. Then ultimately, at the end of the day, when you put all of this together, it does
0: impact the bottom line. Right. So, what can, how can employers then demonstrate trust in the workplace?
1: Okay, one of the don't things... Don't put
0: the CCTV for one. Oh, definitely. <laughs> la, no CCTV.
1: Um. You put CCTV to manage security. Right. Not watch what your employees are doing when you're away and then hold it against them. You know what I mean? Uh, so first thing is, you need to start communicating and sharing information in as transparent a way as is possible. Now, we do understand, like, you know, public-listed companies and all that, certain things you just can't divulge until it's been officially, mm. you know, mm. um, announced. But by and large, you, you can just sort of communicate with people changes that might be happening, not just trust them and say, okay, this is a to complete. go, you, you just take it or leave it, you know. Another thing is to be consistent. Employers, people at the top level of the organisation have to become um, consistent and they have to be congruent. Congruent meaning that um, your words don't, physiology, what you're saying must be aligned with the values you're propagating and what you're doing, okay? Mm. Consistent as well as don't do something today and then change track tomorrow and then and back off and say, Well, you know, people misunderstood me and all that. So basically it's about walking the talk, mm. all right? For senior management. Another thing is very important is to give credit and recognition where it's due. Mm. All right. Not just in terms of remuneration, but you know, in terms of recognition. So if somebody does something good for your organization, a new innovation, make sure all the shareholders know about it, you know. Mm. Uh you must have low tolerance for poor culture. All this gossiping, backbiting politicking silos all this needs to stop and you must stop allowing the silos and clicks to f- develop and flourish right mm. another thing we found that new generation employees Gen X and all that millennials they love continuous improvement they love growth they love uh, creativity so you need to allow them uh, to, to to develop those talents right now number thing which number another thing that uh, employees found very hard to do is to admit mistakes ah ah uh. Admit your mistakes. Yeah. Tell your people, I made a mistake or we made a mistake and we're going to remedy it. Yes. Right? That's one way to actually restore trust, right? And <laughs> this is very important, uh, Frida. Treat employees like people, not numbers. Mm, okay. uh, they're, they're not numbers. Yeah. Okay. They are people with feelings, emotions and all that. Um, feedback. Hmm. A lot of times, companies make this, oh, we want your feedback. Then they do nothing about it. I I had this when I went to do training and said, no, feedback. must have a feedback culture. Straight point back. They told me in my face, what for, Sheila? We give feedback. Then they don't Mm -hmm. do anything Mm -hmm. about it. And then uh, another thing is, sometimes they, they... they shoot the messenger lah. Mm. ah you know uh, so flat corporate structures of course if you can enable that it's better open door policy people can walk in with ideas so you are actually hearing it from the horse's mouth instead of filter 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 up sometimes um people ah, at the lower levels will tell you what you want to hear like the empress new clothes you know mm. but you're not really really hearing the truth right yeah. um you need to empl- empower employees to make decisions and take ownership you know, because when you don't empower and then people feel that, you know, they're being micromanaged for everything, they don't take ownership. They say, okay, like, you want to make the decision, you make. La. Yeah. If it, it falters and flops and all I, that, it's on you. La. Hmm. I don't take responsibility because you're you know, just stopping me every stop. You know, yep. right? And show them ultimately people want to know uh, how their contribution makes a difference to the organization even if i'm a small person in i am the tea lady to go up to the lead tea lady and say kaka if you're not here this uh, machinery won't be so well oiled because they're someone and tea you know what mm. they get grumpy and all that so nobody give them their coffee and tea in the morning. you are so important. You know what that's gonna do for the rest of a week or month right. or whatever yeah. apart from the fact that you get
0: great tea and coffee. Yeah you get better tea mm-hmm. and coffee yeah, yeah. Now what are some ways employers violate trust in the workplace? Ayo, Frida if you want to sit
1: down and tell these <laughs> stories I think we have to be here the whole day lah, you know I'm sure everybody out there has got a story to tell yeah. but okay let's putting it into cat let's put it into categories mm. first of all to make false promises
0: okay
1: okay you see, don't make false promises to your people you don't promise them anything unless you know absolutely that you can keep it mm-hmm. because the minute you say oh we're gonna do this you know everyone's gonna get this bonus and that if we do this and then at the end of the day everyone's working very hard but somehow you you couldn't make the the, the the you know profits to give them that they're just gonna turn around and say you know you are you are a liar no? showing favoritism. Mm. Uh, playing favouritism really is is a bad idea. And again, discrimination, discriminating against... I mean, I know we don't overtly discriminate on race, religion, all that. But sometimes we discriminate based on performance as well. Mm. You're the blue-eyed boy, so you don't get all the choice assignment. You are always fumbling and all that. I'm just going to throw you in the backhand. Instead of actually taking the time to develop, find out, coach, counsel the employee, right? If there's a lot of secrecy and ambiguity in the organisation, mm-hmm. right? That's going to violate trust as well. People ask, "What are you hiding? Yeah. Why can't tell us?" You know. And then one-way communication like top down in a very hierarchical organisation. I know organisations where well, you want to go and see the CEO, you have to go through so many layers, loops, and and filters, and, and all that sort of thing. You know, and you have to go through. Ultimately, finally, you have to go to the secretary. <laughs> like, Why you want to see boss for what? No, no, this kind of matters. I'll go and see so and so. They are filtering. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, if somebody else is going to decide when and how you see the boss, then, you know, wh- what are you a leader of an organisation for sitting in your ivory tower? Ego-driven leadership also can Mm. violate trust. Right. okay it's all about me my decisions how I look yeah right divide and rule uh, ah. you have that one huh they, they they use that the British use that on yeah. on us right yeah. uh, so now there are many people still <laughs> doing that line you know divide and rule propagating workplace politics let it thrive and let it go yes. because you know when people are you know fighting against each other then they don't rebel against me or they don't look at how inadequate I am as a leader refusing to delegate or empower. If somebody's been in your organization, he's developed with you, Mm. you know, you started a company, and then like 20 years down the line, you're still micromanaging him. You don't want to delegate, you don't want to let him come up or even, you know, work out, take some of his ideas and use it. How do you empower people if you don't delegate? How do you empower people to go up the corporate Mm. ladder and climb, go to the next step, you know? Mm. And again, it goes back to micromanaging. That one, I've had that, I've had bosses who micromanage me. I'm like, why are you micromanaging me when I know? What, five times more than you? You know what I mean? Uh, So lack of appreciation and recognition also. Now some people think that we give them bonus and increment, what, enough lah. But that's not enough. You know, Um, we need other ways of acknowledging people. Withholding information that that is uh, useful and necessary for the employees' growth and advancement and all that. Bullying. Mm. My goodness, we've seen that. A lot, right? Yeah, you yeah. think people leave it in the school playground, but no, there's a lot of bullying going on. Bullying in bullying, and the bullying means to intimidate people, so they are so frightened they don't answer back. You back, you know, they they backed against the wall, and they they just do what you ask them to do. Your tonality, your physiology, these are ways
0: yeah, Ten ways, I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Um, now, how is respect for employees' rights? related to trust. We'll discuss that in just a moment. Uh, Sheila Sinken from Human Equation here with us. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Because feelings matter. BFM 89.9. Good morning. This is Frida Liu and you're listening to Enterprise. Uh, Sheila Sinker from Human Equation in our Tools for Transformation series. We're talking about trust as a workplace currency. And uh, you uh, you were saying that research has shown that um, organizations which put a priority on trust uh, have the following advantages. 16% greater profit margin, 18% greater productivity, 2.6 times the earning per share growth of less trusting companies. Um, Some ways employees violate trust in the workplace, divide and rule, bully. Um, you know, ego-driven leadership and you know, yet you, had, you had ten anyway. If you and if you all want to hear that and missed it, you gotta download our app or listen to the podcast a little later. Now, how is respect for employees' rights related to trust? Well, let's discuss
1: a bit about employees' rights first. Employees, all employees have the right to have a safe environment, a culture that is free from both physical and psychological stress. So you can give them security guards and five layers of tagging in and all that. But if inside there, it's so stressful mm. and there's bullying and you know people shouting and all this backbiting, politicking are going on, that is psychological, st- put psychological stress. Mm. And later, we'll come on to how that psychological stress actually impacts the well-being of the human being, right? Now, okay, so employees have the right to work-life balance. Now, I did some coaching with someone who worked in an organization where they'll start meetings at 5 in the evening and finish at 10 p.m. You know, and then I had another time Another uh, employee came to me and said She was on the way to the airport To take her kids with her husband To take the kids to Disneyland in Hong Kong And the company, someone, the CEO called her back And said, you have to come back, we have a crisis She's on the way to the airport So she had to send the husband and the kids I mean, imagine what stress they put in the marriage Mm. Like, people have to realise If people are on leave, they are on leave Unless the building is falling down or something, then even then, you know, if you have leave, they do on leave. Like, what can they do, you know? Right. So you need to respect employees' right to have a life outside of work, mm, right? Yes. Now, the right to be treated with respect and spoken to with respect. Oh. And this is something I always tell people. I'm, I get really very upset when I go into trainings and say what do you do and the employer shouting, your boss shouting bad words at you and yelling at you in front of everybody. I say, Why do you tolerate that? Stand up to him. Mm. He's a bully. Mm. Oh no, he will sidelight me and put me into cold storage. Then that's a choice the employee has to make as well. Okay. Right. Now the right to relevant information related to their employment. They they need to have that. The right to wor- a workplace free from discrimination or harassment of any sort, including sexual harassment, eh? mm. Okay. The right to fair play the right to protection against retaliation for engaging in protected activities mm. so in in certain things like your company is asking you to do certain things and you feel that um you you don't want to or your company is doing illegal activities and you know you, you do whistleblowing they shouldn't have any repercussions on you they they should actually protect you Right. Mm. So if employers do not respect this If they do not respect people as human beings If they just look at the employees as commodities I pay you money so your life belongs to me That's slavery, you know Yeah, yeah. A slavery went out, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the last century, right? right? So, but then, so employers need to actually look if if you are asking your employees to come in at nine and work till nine at night, and then come back and work on weekends, and there's no
0: remuneration, and they're not you're not
1: giving them a choice in the of that tantamount to slavery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, why is it, is it so important to demonstrate trust in the workplace? Okay, according to a survey by PR giant Edelman, mm. employees
1: and executives agree that treating employees well is one of the most important things a company can do to build trust. So why is trust critical? Because um, it's vital for performance. Stephen Covey in his book, uh, Speed of Trust, said that organisations with high trust give three times the total return to shareholders than organisations with low trust. Mm. Okay, Um, So he says that distrust leads to dysfunctional relationships. And when dysfunctional relationships are allowed to flourish in an organization, um, you know, it it, it breaks down collaboration. It breaks down decision making. People don't want to take responsibility and all that. But trust is the number one driver for engagement. Alright It increases productivity Amongst us. them I mean, Tell me If you come to a place Where you feel free To give feedback You're happy Won't you be More productive mm. And and your improved morale Will lead to greater, Better performance Then you don't mind You know Working a few extra hours Putting in that extra effort You begin to work More effectively as a team Because if I trust you And you trust me I give you ideas um, I know you're not Going to take credit For them And I know that You're not going to Be judgmental against me We can work openly together and of course it reduces the time to make and discuss key issues i i once did consultancy for an organization where you know when someone made it one director made a decision the other the rest of the board will all jump and be sending emails to question that decision and what is the rationale and all that so a decision that could be made like maybe in one week would take like 3 weeks to be made because everyone's like fighting about it unnecessarily
0: you know so what a wasted energy uh, ego driven like yeah, everyone right.
1: has their ego and wants to have
0: a say you know mm. so what is the science behind building a trust based culture it's
1: very interesting the more trust we have in relationships the more our brains produce the hormone oxytocin mm-hmm. this is the same hormone that's produced when the mother As is, a baby. Uh, is mm. feeding a child uh? mm. oxytocin boosts our immune system It increases our problem-solving ability, makes you a bit smarter, Mm. gives us lasting feelings of calm and safety. Calmer people are more rational, they make more balanced decisions, they have empathy, generosity of spirit, sociability, and all of this fosters collaboration. So where there's trust, people are just more relaxed, Mm -hmm. calm, right? The more stress we have in our environment, the more cortisol is released. Cortisol is the fight-or-flight hormone, right? So, when we need to fight, we need to run away, cortisol is released so we have the extra energy. But if we're in an environment, we we can't flee, you know, we can't fight. (laughs) So, perpetual high levels of cortisol can damage our internal systems, wreaking havoc on our blood pressure, our cognitive... Um, impa- it causes con- cognitive impairment, inflammation, glucose, metabolism, a whole heap of problems. Huh? So, when people have a lot of stress, they get sick, lah, in other words, yeah. All right, in the long term. When they get sick, then what happens? Productivity goes down, efficiency goes down, effectiveness goes down. So... Right. If you have a lot of people in an environment taking MC a lot of the time, then you've got to start examining the environment.
0: Right. Now, yeah. how does trust in employees translate to the bottom line for companies?
1: Okay, Let me give you some statistics. Mm. Uh. Research has shown uh, a whopping 82% of employees cited trust in their superiors as vital to their job performance. So if I don't trust my boss, it's going to impact my performance. If I absolutely mistrust my boss in every way, I'm going to leave. Yeah. And I think we discussed this before. Yeah. People leave people, not organizations, right? Harvard researcher Paul Zach shared that compared with people at low-trust companies, people at high-trust companies report 74% less stress, 100% more energy at work, 50% higher productivity, 13% fewer sick days, 76% more engagement, 29% are more satisfied with their lives and 40% less burnout. I think you mentioned it earlier. When people are happier mm. at work, they are more engaged in their work and with you know their employees, they are more engaged with the company, they have more ownership, they feel free to be more creative and give ideas and innovate, they're more productive. They perform better. Produce better results. So, sixteen percent higher profit margin for the company. Eighteen percent greater productivity, and what we said, two point six times yeah.
0: the earning per share growth. It was a hundred percent more energy. Yeah. Wow.
1: Everybody who was you know surveyed, uh, when they said that, um, they, they, they have more energy at work when they are happy it it's a fact mm. now i have this little exercise where it, it, when i ask when i go into corporates to do training and i say the impact on your body on your mind and your mind on your body you need to be in a Happy, create that happy environment. Sometimes people say the environment's not happy. I say, okay, then you create it within yourself that positive energy. Because then I do this simple experiment, right? I ask them to put their hand out and think of a happy occasion. Mm. And then I'll try and push their hand down and they're supposed to fight me. All right? That That's the first part. The second part of the exercise, I say, now, think of a time when you were really, really sad in your life. Then put your hand out and try and fight me as I try and push your arm down. There's no fight. I just go, poof, and the hand goes down. And they stand there and they're shell-shocked, like one big epiphany, like, oh my goodness, this is what sad thoughts do to my body. I
0: mm-hmm. just drain off energy. Right. Now, okay, so then how can companies re- rebuild trust when it has been lost? Actually, if they engage me, I'll show them, but never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Okay, I'll work with the three A's hmm. acknowledgement, hmm. action, assurance. Okay. Okay, acknowledgement means the first of all, the employer, the, the, the senior management, the, the headler has to come and take ownership. He has to admit that mistakes were made. He has to articulate that why he knows that people have lost trust in the company. So he has to stand there as the representative of the company and take that and make those statements. He has to communicate it. It all this has to be communicated from employees at uh, you know from the highest level. So I mean, if the company is too big, let's say you can't do a town hall and tell, then make a video and then, you know, put it mm. on, on all your intranet and your, your internal and if it and people say, Yeah, but what if it goes out there and it, it breaks out in YouTube? Never mind lah. Mm. People will use you as an example of, you know, sincerity, you know, in, in righting the wrongs. Accept the feelings of anger or betrayal from employees. So, mm. uh, allow employees to vent, mm. either verbally or in written form or whatever, but tell them that whatever they vent will only be accepted if it's given in a gracious way, in a productive way, and, you know, all uh, uh, bad words and all that shouting and all that's not going to be tolerated, okay? So, that's acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging what trust had been lost, why it had been lost. Number two is action. Show how you're gonna rectify the situation. What are you gonna take from now? Mm. All right. And then also ask invite the people to give their ideas on how they they, they want to, to, to remedy this the, this situation to be mm. remedied. So seek collaboration employees on how to improve and then create platforms for two way communication thereafter. All right. So you know what happened in the past is because there was no chance for employees to voice out their opinions. So you create. So if you're the CEO, have an open door day. Now, every Friday afternoon is downtime. Have open door day. Anybody can come in. I will give you 10 minutes. So, in 10 minutes, you got to articulate. You want to come there and ramble and merepek and all that. We don't allow. Mm. 10 minutes, tell me what you feel is wrong. How it can be remedied. Give me a possible solution. It will be recorded. Mm. So that everyone has a chance. Lah, okay, And assure them that there will be no re- retaliation for this. And then, of course, assurance there again. Give assurance that all feedback will be considered and acted upon. If you're asking people for feedback, then you don't want to do anything about it. You're wasting time. You don't eye wash your knee, you know. Mm. So people after a while will just say, you're not doing anything. Why do I waste my time, la? you know? Stress that there'll be no retribution towards employees that give honest feedback and ideas. Uh, show that leadership and management style has changed and will continue to remain so. So if you've been put there to, to you know, clean up this whole organisation all that, you've got to set up a system, a legacy, whereby this will never happen again in the organisation. Mm. And you know, if you need to take it to the board, take it to the shareholders and all that, to say that that was the issue, we need to prevent that, this is how we need to have it done and show employees ultimately how important they are to the organisation and value them Mm. so this is the time to go back and say you guys are very important to us we really value you now if you're going to have like 6,000 employees and you're going to let 2,000 or 3,000 go surely you're not telling them that it's very important certain things need to be done because I know of organisations who cut the workforce but the CEO is renovating his office to the tune of millions of ringgit called Ibrahim Hussein painting lah, you know the most expensive Belgian carpets and
0: this sounds and like a real life story real
1: life story I, I tell you who also. but you know like that and then you know you're telling employees to, to cut cost cut cost cut cost You still The whole entire Senior management team Still travelling Business class First class And all that What impression are you You're still enjoying Your perks And you expect the But the people You guys should be The ones who are Cutting off the perks Okay Because you actually Have the financial Means to to, You know Support yourselves Whereas the man On the ground You want to cut his salary The (laughs) fellow earning 2,000 You want to cut his salary
0: 20% uh. How does he eat Sounds like politics (laughs) 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 Let's not even go there. (laughs) So, how can companies rebuild trust when it's been lost? Acknowledge action and assurance. Sheila Singer from Human Equation. She'll be back uh, the last Monday of next month. Uh, Of course, this is our Tools of Transformation series, Trust as a Workplace Currency. This is Enterprise BFM 89.9.